Why do you think we started this show, right? This is in my office. This is within the confines of, of the room that I'm in and I can make this interesting. I can add a green screen and add a cool cityscape here like San Francisco in the background. But the big thing you need to realize is that you've got to deliver content that your audience is looking for. This is The Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. Guys, we're back. We're here. We're ready to go. If you haven't done so already, let me just throw this out there. Get your questions answered. Guys, we take your guys' questions. We make the show out of it. It's an awesome show. This, let me just kind of back this up a bit. This is probably one of our biggest content pillars that we do out here for creating content. We we do this show live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. It's recorded. It's 20, 30 minutes. It's live on Facebook. We also take this whole video. We upload it to YouTube. We take the individual questions. So there's four questions. We create four other videos from this one amazing video. Hopefully it's amazing for you guys. Take these four questions, break them up into four parts and distribute them amongst social media channels, right? On YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. It's part of our podcast. It's part of our vlog. There's just uh, so much that you can do with it. So if you're struggling on figuring out how to create content for your business, which is going to be covered today and in, in this part of the questions, create a show like this, right? Answer, answer your guys's clients questions on live video. It makes for great content. So let's go get into the questions. Number one, and what social media platform do you think is best or ready to go next? Well, I can't predict the future. I don't have a crystal ball here and I'm not gonna like try to figure something out. What's gonna happen is Facebook's gonna dominate forever and someday somebody will create something that disrupts it, right? Instagram has been around for a while. It's doing well. I don't think Instagram and Facebook are ever gonna compete because guys, they're owned by each other, right? Twitter's kind of gone up and down. LinkedIn's kind of had its thing. Snapchat came and went. I think it's still decent. It's probably not the platform that makes the most sense for you guys right now. And Instagram really just took it back. There's TikTok, there's a million different, well, not a million, but dozens of other social media platforms out there that are available to you. But here's the biggest thing that I want to do when I answer this question is saying, don't worry about what's going to come because you can't prepare for it, right? All I know is that when Facebook started taking off, people got on that bandwagon and it grew and grew and grew. And now we're over 2 billion strong on Facebook. Instagram, it really got big around the 200,000 mark and it grew and grew and grew and it's over a billion now too. Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, all these other platforms, they've never taken off like Facebook and Instagram have and they have their, their purpose and their place, but they each do things their own way, right? There's a different reason to it. The big thing to remember though is that they each kind of have their own unique strategy when they first came. It could be just photos, it could be just text like Twitter, it could be more long form stuff like LinkedIn, it could be a mix of video and photos and text like Facebook. And, and as you see, these programs progress, they all start adding the same elements, right? So now if you look at all these platforms, including Twitter, they all have the ability to share video, right? Uh, and then live video came around. And, and I think they're all going to kind of compete in that same fashion of providing the same media video or audio or written word or whatever it is. Those are the three things that really you can focus on until something else comes along like virtual reality or AI. But for the most part, those are the three categories that each of these platforms are going to be covering on. So you've got to decide rather than trying to prepare for the future and say, where 
where's the audience gonna be next, I would focus the strengths that you have on where are they now? Because I can guarantee you that you're not mastering the social media platform that you have, right? I would say for 99% of you, Facebook is probably the place that you guys need to be. Facebook and Instagram, definitely the first two picks. And yeah, your audience might be on Twitter and they might be checking out LinkedIn and they're maybe even on TikTok right now, I don't know. But for the most part, I can bet that most of your audience is on Facebook and Instagram. So if you focus your strengths on Facebook and know that you know the same uh, principle and strategies apply on Instagram, it's just a little bit of a tweak, you can find most of your audience right there. So why worry about something that's not even out yet, trying to hedge for something and try to create something that you don't even know what's gonna be around. Like look at TikTok, right? Like it's making massive momentum right now. It's all about sharing these, again, 10 short, 10 short second video clips overlaid with music. You know, whether you're dancing or describing something or showing something, that's what TikTok's all about. You couldn't have predicted that that's what TikTok was gonna do until it, it happened. So I would focus on what you're doing now. Don't worry about the future. Just go deep on your strengths now. Know where your audience is. If they're on Facebook, find them on Facebook. If they're on Instagram, find them on Instagram. If they're still reading Twitter posts, post it up on Twitter. The advantage is that you know where your audience is if you do your research. You gotta just put the content out there and see where it gets consumed. I know for us, we put a ton of live content out like this. We do podcasts, we do stories, we do you know memes, we do articles, we do blogs, we do pod, I already said podcasts, we do all sorts of stuff on all these different social media channels. We're trying to be everywhere. We're trying to be omnipresent. But for me, the biggest, seriously, this is crazy. The biggest engagement rate that we ever have is on stories, like short little 10 second to 30 second stories that I do. We get the most views on there per watch or per post. It's just how it happens. So that's where I need to met, uh, spend most of my time, right? It's creating short pieces of content. It's not long form content like this where I answer a question. It's just showing an element of my life or here's how to do something really quick or here's something that maybe you didn't think about or here's a quick motivational quote. Those are the things that most of our audience engage with. A little bit more so on Instagram right now than Facebook, but you know, that's just how it goes. So you've got to put it out there and see what sticks and then go deeper on those things. If you put a post out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and all these different things and all of them fail except for one, abandon the others and focus on that one. I tell you guys to be everywhere, but if you can only be in one place, be the place that where your audience is. Don't be the place where you are or where you think you need to be. Be the place where your audience is because that's where they're gonna be and that's where they're gonna engage and create that content or engage that content. One thing I do know right now is that YouTube has massive success in the long form content, right? It's it's great for how to's, uh, it's great for instructional videos, it's great for describing things. It's not great for those short little videos, you know, one, two minute things or less. It's great for like eight to 20 minutes, somewhere in there. And we're gonna get a little bit to that in question number four about what to put into YouTube content, but you just gotta know the platforms that you're working with and what's gonna be best for them. So that's my message. Don't worry about the future too much. Okay, question number two, this is a weird one. Are you a morning person? No, I am not. <laughs> I hate getting up in the morning. I had a friend who seven years ago was like, okay, here's how you should live your life for like the maximum success. And he told me this whole thing and I tried it for like two years. And this is what he basically said, get up at four o'clock in the morning. I was like, well, get up at four, do all your stuff, you know, be at work by like seven. So you got like this three hour morning routine. And I'm not gonna go through all this stuff because I don't do it anymore. But basically get up at four, do your thing, drink a ton of water, stop eating by like five o'clock, six o'clock at night, I think it was like, have all your dinner, eat, you know, eat throughout the day, work out every day, you know, try to drink like, I think it was like two liters of water a day, maybe more. Basically stop eating at 5.30, six, somewhere in there. And then try to be in bed by like nine o'clock, like lights out, phone off, like in bed, alarm set, ready to go, right? Cause then you'll get seven hours of sleep and you can survive. The problem that I find in my life is that I get a lot done after five o'clock. My kids are in bed, usually like seven 
the clock. Like I, I open the laptop again. I get a lot of stuff done. I communicate with my team. It's just like the whole day's gone. I had a few moments with my kids and it was great family time. And now I can spend the next three, four hours till about 11 or so, maybe even 12 getting stuff done. Then I kind of, you know, decompress for the next 30 minutes. And usually by the lights off, it's midnight for me. So getting up at 4 a.m. is not going to happen. And I need seven to eight hours of sleep. That's just how my body functions. So I don't start my day before seven. And I know some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, you sleep in like crazy. And you know what? I work a lot. I solidly put in a good 14 hours a day. I go, go, go. I get a lot done. I'm in and out. I spend time with my family. I, I just know my rules and my boundaries. You know what? I'm not at, at, up at the office at 7 a.m. That's just not me. And that's okay. I'm not a morning person. Some of you guys are. I think you just got to find your moment. You know, some of you feel like you got to get up at 4 a.m. to do your thing. I've been there, done that. Um, I made it work, but I hated it. And I it just drug on. The problem was, is I'd get up at 4 and I'd still stay up till 10 or 11. I would never make that 9 o'clock deadline. And so I think for me, I just had to find what worked for me. I know that not everyone needs seven or eight hours of sleep on the weekends. I try to get like nine or 10, like Saturday, I'll go to bed usually like 11 and I'll sleep in until 9.30. Uh, and that's just how my body works and it's great. And I figured out my body, right? And I know what I need to do. I can't try to live somebody else's schedule. I can't try to go to bed, you know, at, at nine and get up at four. It's just not working for me. So I have to eat healthy. I have to exercise. I have to get up and do my thing. I still have my morning routine. I'm usually like cranked in the office by like 9.30, 10. And it's just like, go from there. So I know what works. And, and I think you need to do the same thing. You know, try getting up at four, try getting up at six, try getting up at seven. You know, Tony Robbins, he gets up at like noon, but he stays up till like four in the morning. So maybe that's what works for you. You know, he's traveling all over the world. His body clock's probably all messed up, but work, work for you. You know, you also got to work with your team and your clients and uh, the people that are around you. You know, you can't sell homes from 5 p.m. till four in the morning. So, you know, make it work for you. But anyway, test different things. That's, you know, over the last 40 years of my life, I've found what works for me. That's question number two. Question number three, and this was not real estate related at all too. These are like two wild cards out here, but maybe this will apply to one of you guys. I have an app idea, which is really cool. And my target market is willing to test it, but I need to create the app and I'm not a programmer. Any advice? Well, obviously the easy advice is go find a programmer, right? Like if you got an idea and you're willing to test it, you got to find a program. Maybe you're going to pay this programmer a thousand dollars. Maybe it's 10,000. Maybe it's a hundred thousand. I don't know how complicated your program and your app is going to be, but if you have got that great of an idea and it's going to be worth that much money, then you got to invest into it. Everybody has their own traits. Everyone's got their own abilities and things that they can do. If you can't do it, you got to sub it out. And I think that that's what I want to focus on. The answer is go find somebody like you already know the answer. But for me, the answer that I want to get into it is focusing on your strengths. And we talk about this quite a bit around here as well, too. For me, I know how to edit video. I know how to create a podcast. I know how to edit photos. I know how to create a website. I know how to do these things, but they are not my best abilities, right? They're not whatever that word is. They're not the thing that I should focus on. I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. I know what I need to hire out on my team. We have somebody who edits videos and man, Jonathan, you are amazing at it. So thank you for all your video editing. We have a podcast producer. We have a website builder. We have a writer. We have editors. We have funnel builders. We have script writers. My team is awesome and I appreciate that about them. I focus on my strengths and doing what I do best and they do the rest and you should do the same with you. Yeah, you know, the guy who answered this question, you could go take some classes. I'm sure there's a Udemy class. There's probably 
books that you could read. You could spend the next six or 12 months trying to figure out how to write an app uh, and do this. But by the time six or 12 months goes by in the app world, there may be somebody who already created this app and it may be too late and you missed your opportunity. So as somebody, this is the greatest thing, I didn't even got this. On Saturday, I was listening to this podcast. They're saying, if there's things that you wanna do in life, you can either work and learn and try to figure it out, right? You can work and, and try to figure out how to write an app or you can write a check and buy your way in, honestly. So you could read this book and go study this course and hate that class and try to figure out how to write the best app and struggle and make mistakes. And a year later, you might have something that's kind of functional, but not great. Or you can borrow money, you can write a check yourself, you can put it on your credit card, whatever you need to do and create this app and have something that's amazing and just be done with it. And for so many of you guys, let me just convert this back to real estate. So many of you guys are like, look, I know I need to do my marketing. I know I need to run Facebook ads. I know I need a better website. I know I need to ramp up my presentation and do better flyers and master my scripts and do all these things. But I want to figure it out myself, right? And they're going to take the time to try to figure out Facebook. They're going to take the time to try to do all these things in their business that they need to do. And they're going to take forever to figure it out. And instead, and this isn't the best solution for everybody, but they could have hired somebody, an agency like us to create their own ads and run campaigns to bring them in leads. They could have hired a website developer. They could have hired a writer. They could have hired a podcast producer. They could have hired a print marketing company to send out their mailers, right? And they can focus on selling houses. Your guys' job is to sell houses. It's not to try to figure out how Facebook works. It's not to try to guess what the next TikTok's gonna be. Your job is to sell houses and be the best real estate agent you can possibly be. Focus on the things you do best in this business and delegate and hire out the rest. My best piece of advice I can ever tell any business owner, because the moment you try to be the jack of all trades in your business and figure everything out and try to do everything yourself, you're gonna fail. You're not gonna be able to figure it all out. You're not gonna be able to do everything in your business. Sure, one person real estate teams exist for a while, but eventually you're gonna be the bottleneck and the plateau and realize if I wanna get here, I've gotta hire, I've gotta delegate, I've gotta find somebody else. The only way that we got to 250 transactions a year in our business was to have a team of 15 people, right? Buyer's agents, seller's agents, contractors, stagers, TCs, admins, drone operators. Like, man, like it'd be awesome to go out and fly that drone and take all those cool videos. But we hired an ex-helicopter pilot who was amazing at it. He got these amazing cool shots through the house and around the house and through canyons and all over the place. And it made us look amazing because we hired talented people, okay? That's what you need to be doing. We talk about money and budgets and finance around here quite a bit. You need to, this year, 2020, you need to plan out your year and budget to hire out these things so that you don't have to go out and take your own photos, so that you don't have to write your own listing description, so you don't have to try to figure out how to run Facebook ads to build the database and the audience that you're looking for, okay? Put it in your budget, figure it out, sell more houses, focus on what you're doing best and make this the best year possible. All right, that's good. Turned it into real estate. Okay, question number four. This is a good one too. I want to snap and vlog my work, but I'm mostly sitting at a desk on my phone and email. How can I add variety and content? Okay, so good for you. You're sitting behind a desk, you're doing your thing. You're probably thinking, look, I got this desk and I got this computer and I'm here all day. It's not that interesting, right? <clears throat> I can relate. I spend probably 95% of my day in my office. Um, quite a bit of time I get to go out and teach classes and communicate with other agents and go to lunch and learns and all this kind of things and that's super interesting but it doesn't happen every day and i gotta keep the vlog going i gotta keep the content interesting why do you think we started this show right this is in my office this is within the confines of of the room that i'm in and i can make this interesting i can add a green screen and add a cool cityscape here like san francisco in the background but the big thing you need to realize is that you've got to deliver content that your audience is looking for so we created this show this is the 43rd episode of ask eric right so we've been doing this almost for a full year straight we answer four questions every single week this is the type of show that works really well we get a lot of views on this show 
show. We get a lot of people who ask questions and get their questions answered and consume this content. It makes a great piece of material for our social media platforms. So what do you do? You go find out what the biggest questions are that your clients have, right? How do I qualify for a loan? How do I buy my first house? How do I sell a house and buy a house at the same time? How do I make sure my solar, you know, isn't a big issue on my house? How do I make sure my roof is inspected properly? How, you know, all these questions that you're going to get about real estate, answer those questions, put them on video. You don't have to be live like we are right now, but you can be. Put them on video, make a podcast out of it, have them written down, turn them into a vlog, put them out there for the world to see. That's the type of content. So you want to snap and you want to vlog your work. Talk about this, right? So before I do this show, I usually take a quick story on Facebook or Instagram, talk about, hey guys, we're about to go live. These are the questions that we're going to answer. You know, tune in, check out the show that we're going to do. There's so much content that you can have. Answer the questions that you have. Talk about your day and what you're going through, right? As you're going through the MLS, as you're prospecting, as you're coming across houses, whatever your desk job is that you're doing, I don't know, maybe we've got somebody who's not in real estate asking this question, but whatever you do throughout the day, you're becoming an expert at it. Talk about that. Talk about your field, your passion, the things that you do in your work, why you're different than everybody else, right? Why are you the number one real estate agent in your area? And if you're not yet, what's going to make you get there? What are the things that you're going to do to get there? Talk about your business. Talk about how you stage houses. Talk about how you work with clients, how you help them earn more money than any other real estate agent in your area. Talk about how you're going to get them more offers, more exposure, more people to see the house on Facebook, whatever it is, right? Show how you're different. That's the kind of content that your audience wants. When they're looking for the ideal agent to sell their house, they're wanting someone who can do all those things. So if you show them how on the right platforms where they already are, right? If you go back and watch question number one, if you're bam, where you're standing, that's question number one was what platforms do I need to be on? Find out where they are and put the content on those platforms. Go live on stories, go live on Instagram and Facebook stories, right? Tell these things that you're doing in your business and why you stand out. Show them how you edit your videos. Show them how your drone operator flew around the house and took some cool photos of that house. Talk about how you're going to put this house on the MLS and why you listed it on Thursday and not a Monday. Big, big secret there. Talk about your pricing strategies. Talk about why you are listing the house in April versus July, whatever it is, right? Talk about why you do the things that you do. I can guarantee there's a lot of content. Here's the other thing. One of the things that I've been working on now for, I want to say, I can't remember, six, eight months maybe, is going live every single day. So it's kind of like a mini vlog. It's kind of like a story. I call them mini lives. Uh, we basically grab my phone, wherever my phone is, and we, I hold up my phone and I go live on my Facebook page, which shares it to other accounts. And I basically go live for five, 10 minutes and I talk about something, right? I teach you guys how to do something in marketing. You can do the same thing. You go live every single day. You're going to get better at public speaking. You're going to get better at formulating your sentences, getting your thoughts across, getting rid of all the ums and ahs and so's and all the things that you're not supposed to say. You're going to get better at looking at the camera, being confident, knowing your trade. And the other thing, which is done for me, which is huge, is it's causing me to learn something every single day, right? If I don't learn anything, I don't have anything new to share. So I'm out there watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, trying to consume content so that I can interpret it and share it back with you guys so that you guys can know how to run your real estate business, okay? So do the same thing for you. Go live every single day. Get comfortable with that phone. If you need a little selfie stick to hold it back away, get your earbuds in so you get some good audio. Go live every single day and share something with your audience that you're learning that's going to help them in their real estate transaction in their life and investing in managing 
rental properties, whatever your audience needs to hear so that you can help them. It's gonna keep showing up on their feed over and over and over. Even if they don't watch it, you're still gonna show up. They're gonna remember who you are. It's probably the best way to stay in touch with your past clients. Cause I know you're not out there saying, hey guys, happy Monday. I'm sending out another email this week. Hope you're all doing well. Who do you know that wants to buy or sell pieces of real estate? I tell you guys, send out the newsletter, right? So many of you guys have two, 3,000 people in your database. Send them weekly content. And if you're not doing that, create these live videos because it's so easier. Just hit send and it's out there. And ask for the referral in your business, right? Ask, close, provide value. Okay, that's question number four. This has been a good one. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good things to consider here. Guys, this is episode number 43 of the Ask Eric Hammond Show. If you haven't answered, if you haven't asked your question, oh my gosh, can't talk. If you haven't asked your question yet, get sure to submit it to the show, get it in here so we can answer it and uh, we'll cover it maybe in the next couple of weeks. But appreciate you guys being here, participating in the show, watching this thing live every single week, watching me fool myself because I can't talk half the time. I appreciate it though. Create your own Ask Eric Hammond Show. Answer the questions that you guys are getting from your clients. And if you do, tag me in it. I would love to see the questions that you guys are getting and answering and how you're presenting this material to your audience. Okay, guys, we will see you next week on the Ask Eric Human Show. Until then, have a great week. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond with the Orange Stack. We'll see you next time.